everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host of the podcast, my partner in life. As I'm doing this, she's fixing my hair. <laughs> Rachel Campos. Duffy, she's like, you look a little tired this morning. Oh, uh, I just was looking at the camera at you, and I'm like, oh, got to fix that little hair for you. Actually, that's a sign of love. Is it? Yeah, Thank of you. course I care about you. You know, if you have like something in your tooth and like you're talking to somebody and they don't tell you, that's not a friend. Sometimes you'll be like, listen, I got, you have something in your nose. You'll stick your finger <laughs> in there. I'm like, I'm not babies. That has happened. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when true you know love. you've been married that, too that, long. That is true love. That, that is true love. That is too long. Hair, married. not so much. Um, my nose, that's something. Else. <laughs> okay. So good to be with you. Good to be with Friday, you too. It's my favorite day. It's Q and A. It's Q and A. And, and we have some fun topics, but before we get to that, I want to talk about the primaries, because, you know, we just had the Iowa caucus this week coming up on the New Hampshire primary. Can I, t- I want to give you guys just a little background on how this works. Uh, sometimes I know what the topics are, um, what you guys have sent in, but a lot of times I come into this cold. <laughs> I think it's best. Okay. I think it's best. Actually, sometimes those are the best kind Great. of shows and Thank interviews. So let's just go with that. Okay. So um, let's talk about Iowa caucus and also looking forward to to New Hampshire. So Iowa caucus was this week. Trump just flipping blew this thing out of the water. I mean, he's he's juggling court dates in the middle of all of this, and he wins ninety eight of the ninety nine counties. Um, he only lost one by like one vote. I mean, he blew this out of the water. Vivek Ramaswamy basically says, "Okay, I'm out." And you know, just before the caucus. Trump was sending like shots at him, like, cause he was getting, you know, he doesn't take anything for granted. He's like you when he goes into election. He wants, yeah. he wants every vote. And so he's like, you know what? This guy's been nice, but uh, I need his vote. So he started taking shots at Vivek. Um, but what's interesting is Vivek drops out immediately after the, the caucus, lies to New Hampshire, meets with Trump, immediately starts talking about like, I want to help you by the way. When you get elected, let's talk about getting rid of central bank currency. Um, really kind of in a policy way, starting to get involved. Trump clearly likes it. And, and so now the question is, Sean, you know, Ron DeSantis did not do well in Iowa. He's not going to do well in New Hampshire because that's where Nikki Haley is invested. What's the future for DeSantis? And, and, and then a, a deeper question is, what the heck is Nikki Haley in this race? So, I mean, she does not represent this party. At all that, whatever party she's representing left a long time ago. You should look and say, well, who do the Democrats like? Because if liberal media likes one candidate yeah. over another, that's a warning sign to me, right? And you have liberal media who loves Nikki Haley, um, which is interesting. It shows how, how much their party has moved that, that she's, she's a bit of a neocon. She's a bit of a, a war hawk. A maybe, bit, a big war hawk. And that the left loves her. It shows, I mean, they used to be the peaceniks. They used to be the anti-war party. The, you, you, you always joke and say, I'm the Cindy Sheehan. Cindy Sheehan, if you don't remember, she was the one who would protest George Bush. On code the code Pink. Remember Code yeah, Pink? They're yeah. the ones who are anti-war. And now it seems like Democrats are full in, all in on war. And so is Nikki Haley. That could be why they, they love her. Or they, they think they can... They just want to disrupt Trump, don't well, they, Sean? No, I think they... Anyone but Trump. Maybe it's anyone but Trump. Or they think they have more ability to control her. The elites and the media can control her where they, they can't really can control Donald Trump. So that, that could be it. So let's look at what's going to happen moving forward. So we, 
Uh, we're, we're, we're through Iowa, historic Donald Trump with almost 51% of the vote. It's never happened before. We're in a, uh, in a primary without an incumbent president that uh, a candidate got 51% of the vote. So that's historic. Can you mean that in, 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 in Iowa? In Iowa. Yeah, in, the, the most that anyone had ever gotten, the widest margin to win by was 13%. And that was Bob Dole. And I mean, Donald Trump more than doubled that. Well, he won by 30, right? Because yeah. the next closest candidate was Ron DeSantis at, at 21%, Nikki Haley at 19. So Trump beat them all by 30 percentage points. So now let's play this out. Let's game it out. So we're going to go to New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire's on Tuesday. Um, and what's interesting about New Hampshire, and this, the, the race is still alive, right? We got to be honest. Nikki Haley's campaigning hard. Um, but he's got the support of Sununu, who is the governor of New Hampshire. That's right. Who, and, and the Republican Party, for some reason, Sean, Democrats can vote in this primary in New Hampshire. And a lot of them are some because they actually like her and others as a way to disrupt the process. Of course. And, and I would love to sit here and bash Democrats for doing that. But I, if I'm really honest with you all. In 2008, the oh, Republican yeah. primary in Wisconsin was over. John McCain had won. And the race was still hot between Barack Obama and and Hillary Clinton. And I was like, listen, I don't like either of them. But if I looked at them both, I'm like, one's a communist and one's just a, a, a left-wing Democrat. Obama, the communist, Hillary, the, the left-wing Democrat. So in the primary, I because we have an open primary in Wisconsin, I voted for Hillary Clinton in the primary. You I threw voted I did. for Hillary. You would not know that, but I did. I voted for Hillary. So you're not the only one who I'm voted. Not. You're not the only one who voted for Hillary Clinton. I was a disruptor. The, you were a disruptor, but you're not the only one in the Duffy family who voted for Hillary Clinton. Can I tell a little quick side story? Sure. So <laughs> this is kind of funny. So don't, we have a daughter. You, I don't know if you should name names. You, no, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to out her. I'm going to out and shame her. Um, we have a daughter named Maria Victoria. We call her Muddy V, but her nickname is Mud. I I can explain later, but we call her Mud. So when Mud was very little, I think she was probably in maybe first grade. Um, I can't remember, but it, but this was the big election between Donald Trump and it was 2016. So I don't know, maybe you can, maybe you can do the math. So that was, was born in 2010. Getting your kids right. So this must have been Paloma you're talking about. Oh, no, no, no. This was Mud. This was Mud who did this. I'm telling you, it was Mud. She was in school. Um, she was born. Yeah. So she, maybe she was in kindergarten. She was six. 2016? Yeah. She okay. was in kindergarten. Kindergarten or first grade. Anyway, the school had a an election um like you know they have like kids voting so i came to fight so they all, all the kids voted in the school and all of our kids obviously voted for donald trump except one and so they came one of the kids came up to me and said that muddy v or mud came up to them and said hey don't tell mom and dad but i voted for hillary clinton so I knew this information. And so then that night when we had dinner, I said, I just said straight out, I, I heard that you voted for Hillary Clinton. And she was like super sheepish. And I said, listen, there are a lot of things that we could tolerate in this family. But, but Hillary Clinton, voting for Hillary Clinton <laughs> is not going to fly. Well, and it was so funny. The- and she was like, who told on me? Oh, so anyway, I, that's, well, I forgot. Now you're the second person to vote for Hillary Clinton. But on, on, the, on the same token, I had I, one of my, one of my sisters was like rabid, uh, uh, Barack Obama, another brother, Barack Obama. Like a lot of my family voted for Barack yeah, they, Obama. Yeah, on the first time. Yeah. They were excited. He laid out a great vision. 
And your mom went to the rallies for him the, down in Madison. Do you remember? My mom hasn't changed. But my other siblings have the biggest MAGA team in Wisconsin. Yeah. They, they love President Trump. In your own family, you have examples of people who were excited to vote for Barack Obama, voted for him, experienced the 2008 recession and all the bad policies from Obama and, yeah. and became not just kind of Trump supporters, but I'm talking, they are MAGA. It's interesting how they went from 2008, like great patriots and in 2016, they became racist. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. They're so, let, let, so let's go back to the conversation. Um, it's close. Donald Trump is up. You know, so first of all, Ron DeSantis, he's only like five, six percent. Does he drop out, Sean? I mean, it would, would, no, not, not yet. So let's Why? start. No, not because what's here's what's going to happen. We're going to there's going to be a contest between Nikki Haley and and Donald Trump. And you, to your point, we don't know how many Democrats are going to cross over, how many independents. They don't like Trump, so she can she can get a very good number. I, I still think Trump. What would wins be a good by, number for her? Listen, if she if she five percent to a Trump. You know, fifty percent, and uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, you know, takes some change in there. That's actually, actually, that's actually a ten point a ten point loss would be good for her. So forty fifty. They don't have like the caucus prop process. This is a primary. This, it's yeah, it's not a prop caucus. It's just a primary. So, but after so the, we're gonna get through New Hampshire, and then we're gonna go to to uh, South Carolina, and that's a death blow to Nikki Haley. That's her. She that's her. That's her home turf. She was the governor there, and um. Donald Trump is wiping the floor with her. And Ron DeSantis has been playing hard in South Carolina as well, because if he can beat her in her home state, what does that say about her own people, what they think about her? But if Donald Trump in these three, uh, the the caucus in Iowa in the two primaries gets over 50 percent, I I wrap it up. It's going to be over. We're not going to go. We're not going to Super Tuesday. I think Ron DeSantis gets out. Um, Nikki Haley maybe hangs out for a little while longer, but here's what's... Well, she, we got to say she had, I just read this morning, so one of her biggest donor, backer donors is the guy from Home Depot. What's his name? Uh, is it Ken Lincoln? Lincoln? No, it's Ken. Ken it's yeah, Ken. It's Ken, Ken something. Uh, anyway, it's he's one of these big, rich Republican, Home Depot guys. He's a Republican. He's a Republican. A and although she Republican. also has some Democrat donors, by the way, um, which is fascinating. And and they admitted it. There was a an interview with one of her Republican donors on Neil Cavuto and this Republican, yeah, big, I got right. yeah, this big Republican donor said, oh yeah, she's so great. She even has Democrat donors. I'm like, uh, not a great selling point, but okay. So now Ken Legone came out and said, listen, I'm not going to throw money down a rat hole. His quote, um, she's got, she's got New Hampshire. If she doesn't perform well, I'm pulling out the money. So people, I mean, you know, Sean, the lifeblood of campaigns is money. It's money. But I also think there's, there's, there is, um, a, a very powerful, influential, elite group of Republicans who hate Donald Trump. And there's a number of reasons why. And, and uh, by the way, a lot of the reasons they'll give, I'm like, I get why you don't like him. There's some of the things he does. And, and I get why you want to find a different candidate. But if you look at Donald Trump in totality, and then you look at what we're up against with the Marxist globalist left, you have no choice but Donald Trump. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave that aside. Yeah. But these elites, Those these elites powerful are Republicans, they come in and they're like, Nikki, no, there's still a chance you can do this. Stay in the race because they, they cannot stand the, the thought that Donald Trump could be the, um, the nominee again. And some of them will say, here's the problem. I, we lose with Donald Trump. If you put Donald Trump, I, we, we can't lose by default. We can't just lose because we have Donald Trump. Let's lose in our ideas. 
not because we have a candidate who can't get the middle of America. That's, that's their so argument. That's what that's the, that's and they will show polling that shows that when you put Trump up against uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden loses to Donald Trump by just a few points. Apparently, these polls say that Nikki Haley actually beats Joe Biden by a lot. Right. They'll say more than Trump, but it's not it's, it's not that substantial, I don't think. But can I tell you what else? So this is what else is happening. So Axios mm-hmm. uh, wrote an article where they were talking about Republicans and how could you support Donald Trump? You have to look at his economy from March of 2020 and beyond. So what they say is like, look at Donald Trump in a once in a century a lifetime pandemic and judge the economy on that as Democrats were pushing to shut down the whole economy. Yeah. Don't look at the first, you know, three years of his presidency, which was amazing, which no, which way, was record breaking the best economy in modern American history. And by the way, not just for the rich. It, I mean, the greatest wage gains were happening for, for the working class. Um, they were actually their wages were growing faster than the, the salaries and the incomes of the rich. So this was a, a robust economy. Um, record whole ownership for, uh, for, um, for minorities. I mean, it was across the board. And this is why, by the way, they're really worried about the black vote right now. Of course. Um, and, and you were telling me, I thought it was older black men that were, were turning to Trump. You said it, you said you saw some polling that showed that, uh, Joe Biden's approval with young African American voters was like 24%. It's, it's lower than the average. Have I told on the podcast my, my Walmart story of you real quick? Did I tell you that? Before? I don't know. So in, in, I'm in Congress. So we're, talk, we're talking 2019. The economy is raging. And I go to Walmart in Wausau, Wisconsin, and I have to buy a Roku. And we have a lot of kids and a lot of groceries. So I go to get the Roku. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of Roku I want. I'm, I'm technically not very savvy. I so know this story. I, I, I try to ask someone at Walmart to help me buy a, a, a Roku. And the, the guy that comes to help me is like an idiot. Like, doesn't know anything about Roku, can't, gives me no advice. And I'm like, I'm really frustrated that I can't get some advice from a Walmart guy. So I pick a Roku and I put it in my, my cart. And by the way, when Rachel and I shop, our cart is teeming with stuff. It's like, a, and I, yeah. Rachel likes two carts. I'm by myself. I like the, I'm a one cart shopper, but it's full, a lot of food. And then I come to the checkout line and I have to wait for every line. And then I get to line and there, there's the lady's ringing up my stuff and it's taking her forever. I, I had to go somewhere, I think. And I'm like, I am so steaming mad that oh, it's I like hate people like that. I'm like, oh, I, just, I know. No, I mean, I, I hate know. people like you, yeah, not to you. check out. No, people. I know. That's it's fine. Like, no, I know. I, that's, I, I hate when people get impatient. It's like, you're in. Well, just I know. embrace the I, There's experience. a broader story here, though. Listen okay. to my story. Right, I'm not right. done yet. There's a, there's a bright side to this story. Okay. Don't I would, me Because down. I always just think, you don't know what people's days are like. This is not the point, though. It was not the person's day. Okay. It was this the people's qualifications at Walmart. They were, were underperforming. Yes. This you had higher expectations for the I Walmart. get my stuff in my paper, my plastic bags, which I can have in Wisconsin, which I can't have in New Jersey. I love you, Wisconsin. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the, the cart to the car by myself. You know what And it, it struck, I realized what happened. I'm like, you know what? The people that had been working at Walmart that knew about Roku. That could actually run that line and check stuff out and boop, 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 you know, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. They left. They had gotten a new job. Better they had job. gone somewhere else and got a job that paid them more money. And Walmart had to scrape a little deeper in the barrel and, and bring people up. And by the way, I, I imagine you came back in six months and those people would have been rock stars. 
Right. But that's a Donald Trump economy that people moved through the economy. They were moving up. There was more opportunity. There was more money. There was more jobs. There was more upward mobility. And in, and, and in the Biden economy right now, people are getting poorer. And I'm so frustrated when he goes, everything's going good. The core inflation, which means core inflation, when he gives you the core inflation number, that means he's taking out food and gas prices so that his number looks better. I mean, they are so duplicitous. They lie about everything. So, so, but you know about that? But uh, yes. so the rate of increases is going down. So you're not going. Rate, prices aren't going up as fast. But prices haven't come down. Prices continue to go up. So we're paying about eighteen percent more for goods and services since the start of Joe Biden's presidency. And you and are paying rushing and you are family. paying on average eleven thousand dollars more to maintain the same standard of living you had under the Trump economy. That is a fact. That is a stat. That is a, a, a call any Democrat. They cannot deny it. And I don't even need it. I don't even need an economist to calculate that for me. Everybody feels it. And it gets actually more infuriating to hear this this um administration tell you that what you're feeling isn't true. Okay, so but now go back to Nikki Haley. Just quickly, but the Democrats have a strategy that I didn't think would work in 2022 that actually worked. They ran on abortion and they ran on Donald Trump. And Republicans were going to have a massive wave um, in that midterm election. And they got a weaker of a majority in the House. They didn't win the Senate. And so I, that's, a, that's what they're going to run in this election, you see the media, you see um, Democrats, Joe Biden speeches. It's all about Donald Trump, orange man, really, really bad, right to democracy. He's going to be a dictator like they take all of his words out mm. of context. Um, and I don't know if it's going to work in this election. Um, I hope voters are smarter than that. And they and they look at what Donald Trump truly says and where he wants to take the country and where we were during his four years versus where we are today. But for what's in 2022... It might work in 2024. We'd be a lot stronger, though, if if there weren't so many people and resources distracting Donald Trump right now. So he's got enough to deal with with the Democrats and the lawfare and and, and everything they're throwing at him. Um, gosh, it would be great if some of the if, if you know DeSantis just dropped out and we just got. There's no way Republicans have to unite if they're going to win. So I think that there, there's no path to victory for, so, for Nikki can, Haley really quick, why or Ron DeSantis. Why is Nikki Haley doing so badly in South Carolina? Because that's a very unusual yeah, to do that. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that happened to Liz Cheney. Great question. Do you know why? Why? Because South Carolina is a very, very conservative state. And if you look even in Iowa, the conservatives... They all voted for Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy or even Ron DeSantis. The moderates and liberals that voted in the caucus, they voted for Nikki Haley. Mm. So if that's what people feel about you, and you go to South Carolina where they're really conservative, they don't want a moderate. They don't want someone that's getting liberal cash to run against Donald Trump. They don't want someone that the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC love. They want a true conservative, which is why she's not resonating. Listen, I think they liked her as governor. They thought she was great, but now they see what she's doing, that she's attacking Trump. She's been disloyal to Trump and they don't like her for it. We'll have more of this conversation after this. I'm going to bring up another topic um, that people have been talking about, people have been asking about, 
I went and saw the footage last night. Um, so when Speaker Johnson was elected, he promised to release the January 6th video, um, all those videos. He has released some of them, not all of them. There's so much footage that in order to get through it and it to be, um, you, you just need to crowdsource it. There's no staff on the Hill. There's no staff at a show that could get this footage and go through. It just takes too long. And so, you know, the best thing to do is just to give it to the American people. It belongs to the American people and people will crowdsource and look at the videos and find, you know, things on both sides. There's going to be some stuff that bolsters the Democrats and there'll probably be a lot of footage that shows that this was not quite what it was painted to be before this latest video that was released. And I want to tell you how it was released because I think that's interesting too. Um, but before all of this, the focus had been on who are these like soy boys that are like in the crowd wearing MAGA hat. They don't really look like MAGA people or even three years later, they're putting even more money and more investment into geofencing and finding anyone who was near the premises, whether they did anything or not. They're being tracked. They're being, they're being checked at the security of the airport like they're terrorists. Um, it's absolutely, including veterans. It's absolutely unbelievable what's happening. So one of the big mysteries of January 6th has been the pipe bombs. It's really weird. There were these two pipe bombs, one in front of the DNC, the Democrat National Committee office, and one in front of the Republican Committee office, the RNC. And these bombs didn't go off, but, but two different people saw it. Somebody happened to walk by and alert law enforcement. Um, the other at was the DNC. at the DNC and the other was a person. And I believe that person worked at the RNC and alerted. So Representative Massey, who we've had on the show, a libertarian, truly a free thinker. I mean, he, did, he endorsed DeSantis, um, but he's he's a he's a really he's not honest. Everything he does, he's not right on everything. He he is an honest broker. He truly does yeah. what he thinks is the best thing. He is. He's for DeSantis and raw milk. Um, <laughs> so um, he's Say trying no his best. Um, he's right on raw milk. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. So he he was approached by people who've been trying to these citizen journalists who've been trying to do these. Can you get us this footage because? What we want to see is the guy who found it in front of the DNC. Where is that footage? Because the FBI released some footage, but it is so grainy, like literally. And it's it's highly edited. And it's highly edited. So it's weird. So there are some, there's some other footage. I think it's CCTV kind of stuff, you know, the kind of stuff that we're all being watched. Um, and, and so somehow Representative Massey managed to get this release. Well, what you see when it's released, Sean, is that this guy who supposedly found the thing, the bomb, the bomb, pipe bomb that never went off, sees the pipe bomb and walks over to these two vehicles, police vehicles that were right by the RNC because DNC. I'm sorry, the DNC. Thank you, honey. Because they are guarding the, the DNC partially because Kamala Harris had been there. And so. Let me just sidetrack for a minute. How did they miss a pipe bomb? Um, and also, they never told us for almost 11 months that she had been there. Uh, so 11 months after January 6th, we found out, Americans found out that she had been there, but she had, it had never been released to the public. Also very strange. Anyway, here's the footage that shows this guy going over to law enforcement. 
He speaks to one, he's standing in, you know, to the window of the, of the law enforcement car, talks to one of them in the car, then goes to the other car, talks to the other one. Now, remember, he's alerting them. I just saw a pipe bomb. No one springs into action. They sit in their cars. And then there's a group of children who are crossing the street going to school. And they allow them to cross the street towards the pipe bomb. They were across the street. They walked towards pipe bomb. Nothing happens. They don't come out. Then they get out of their car very slowly. No rush. No worrying about this pipe bomb that might go off. And then some other police guy comes over and goes over to the bomb and they go and they start to investigate it. Totally weird reaction to being alerted by some rando that there's a pipe bomb in front of the Democrat National Committee. All of this is so strange. Of course, it doesn't necessarily prove anything yet. There needs to be more pieces of puzzle. Zero curiosity out of the press, Sean. No media interested in this. Um, this is all coming out because conservative journalists and, and, and citizen journalists have been pressuring people like Representative Massey to release it. Um, I have so many questions. So, so uh, for, for me, I think I, I'm enough of a thinking man that I should be able to see all of the evidence and I can make a decision about what happened for yes. myself. Yeah. As opposed to Democrats on the left curating information, taking certain cuts and snippets and storylines and then presenting it to me so I'll think uh, what happened is in line with their view of what they want me to think is what happened. And so to, to your point, Rachel, um, think of any scenario where the vice, the new, the newly elected vice president is going to go to um, a building. You're right. Places swept. So no doubt if they were going to sweep the building, they would find a bomb, a bomb that some ra- rando is walking up to the building actually finds. If a rando can find it, so too the, 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 the so must. secret service would <laughs> yeah. have found. Um, so that's, that, that's troubling. But think of, you could use common sense. You see a bomb and it's outside the DNC. That is going to freak you out. You're going to run up to the, to the, to law enforcement. You're going to go, Oh my God, there's a bomb. There's a bomb. No, he it? just casually walked right, exactly. up. He and, casually walked up. And by the way, nobody so, cordoned off. Nobody, nobody made a crime scene around it. There was nothing. It and, was like they let these kids and, walk right and in front of it. Law enforcement would spring into action, right? They would call into the DNC. They'd go, listen, you got to clear out the back door. You would cordon off the area, keep the kids away from, um, what could be an exploding bomb. Right. But we had a, we did a podcast with an FBI agent who said, listen, you have, uh, dummy bombs, bombs that can't ignite or like FBI is going to sell guns. They'll sell guns, you know, to criminals without, uh, the pins in the guns. They can't fire. The question I have, Sean, isn't even about the weird stuff. Where are the Republicans? Why does Mike Johnson want to get to the bottom of this? Why hasn't he released every damn video? Because I'm telling you, this is being used to not just take Donald Trump off the ballot. But it has been used to spy on Americans. And th- that's our other story, which is about the financial records. So I imagine someone's in Mike Johnson's ear, like they were in Kevin McCarthy's ear, saying there's there's security concerns if you release all of the footage. And I can understand Bra- that. Well, um, when Fox aired some of this footage, they had to they had a, a blur out some portions as they worked with Capitol Police. And, and I, I know the area that was blurred out. I don't know why they had to do that. It didn't make sense to me. But far more video should and can be released. And I think Mike Johnson should publicly answer for it. If there's a reason why you won't release it, tell us. 
What is the reason why you, you can't release far more footage? And we've seen on the, on the liberal side that there are activists who will sit home all day long and scour through videos of what's yeah. happened on January 6th and try to identify people who were there who have not been identified yet. They're crowdsourcing. Or the, the legal team, Sean, or the legal team for and the so people who you, are in prison. And so if you release this footage, then let everyone else crowdsource yeah. to really find out who was in um, uh, in the crowd on January 6th. And so that's that, that that's the concern around around what's happened uh, here. And again, I, I want to, as free thinking people and as free people, we deserve to see all of the information, see all the video and make a determination for ourselves. But they don't want that. They want to curate it. They want to present it with a certain um, a narrative in place that you buy into. And I go, I don't need, I don't need you to curate this for me, to make a decision for me. I can make a decision for myself. Just Let me give see us it all. the footage. It belongs to the American people. By the way, so come this on, latest, Johnson. This give it up. Give it up. And by the way, this latest footage is a bombshell. We'll be back with much more after this. Last topic, Sean. Girl math. So girl math. Girl math is when you guys really ask us about girl math. You gonna spring this one on me? Yeah. Audience? Yeah. Okay, I want go. you to hear what girl math is. I love that we're all loving girl math so much. If you're still confused, it's essentially fun logic. Here's a few more examples. If you buy something with cash, especially if it was found in a pocket and you didn't know you had it, it's free. If you return something and the money gets put on a gift card and then you spend the gift card later, also free. This is especially fun if you pay for trips in advance. By the time you go on the trip, it's free. This even applies when you are calculating a per use. So for like a purse or a shirt, if you buy a $50 t-shirt and you wear that 50 times, it's only a dollar per use. Girl math. Okay, so Sean, you know I'm guilty of <laughs> having used girl math. So for example, let's say I buy some things at TJ Maxx and then I return things at TJ Maxx and TJ Maxx gives me a store credit. And then the next time I go to TJ Maxx, I use this little thing that looks like a credit card, but it's really my okay. store credit. That feels like I just got a gift card. Like it's free money. Free money. To me. Um, you get what I'm saying? This is what girl math is. Well, girl math is also, I, I, you'll like, we got something on sale. And so um, I'm going to buy it. I got a great deal on it. I'm like, but you know, shoes, for example, you buy shoes. She just bought shoes and and she doesn't know this if they fit. You buy them online. And I, you know what? I'm never going like, to do this again. I've had now three but, times I okay, bought shoes. You and said, you've said this three times. I know, keep I, know, buying shoes. I know. They don't fit her, right? It's hard to buy shoes online. It's true. It's a stupid thing. If to I do. buy shoes online, they I don't agree. fit. I I actually, I, I return them and I send them back and I get her, I, I, I get refunded. Rachel doesn't. Well, you do do all my refunds. You're so sweet. Yeah, but it's, but it's annoying that I have to do well, that. Well, you did. You returned. So I bought a, an expensive pair of shoes. He returned it. And somehow they claim they didn't get it. Exactly. And I'm super pissed off. So, about but by that, the way, by the way. You, I, I appreciate this. You're, you're not, you don't really buy expensive shoes or you don't like expensive jewelry. So I'm like, I'm, I'm ahead of the game already. These were expensive shoes. Yeah. Like, this is like one of the first times I'm like, you know what? I'm not, and I'm she bought, splurge. so here's the, she bought two pair. I, you know, I bought them for the Patriot Awards. So I had to buy three pairs to see which ones were. I returned one and it was expensive yeah. and they claim they didn't get it. Nope. That's a whole other thing. That's not girl math. That's just like, you did a bad job returning my shoes. You didn't keep the tracking number. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> Somehow um, it's his fault. Uh, okay. 
but you get the idea of what girl math is. It's like, you know, you, 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 you feel like you're saving money, but you're really not. If I have cash, if I find cash in my pocket, it's free. That's free money. Right. And, um, if you make some extra money doing something else, that's your money. But when we make money through me, that's our that's money. That's got to go to the mortgage, honey. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, you got to pay the life. But here's, here's the frustration me the most. So if I, like, again, I think all couples should have a budget together. They should spend their money and philosophize how their money should be spent yeah. as a team. They're married. They both are mm-hmm. part of the, of, uh, of potentially earning and potentially spending. And listen, I, if I sit down and for the briefest moment talk to Rachel about anything about money or anything about the budget, it is remarkable. She automatically falls asleep. Falls asleep. I fall asleep. Her eyes get it heavy. Just ama- it's like, it's and like I'm an like, ambient. But this it's is like, this- it just puts me to say, I, I literally, I don't care if, if you're a feminist and you're listening to this. I don't care if you, if you get mad at me, but I, I got married because I love you and you're super handsome, but also because I didn't, I, I didn't want to deal with any of the finances. I hated it when I was single and living alone. I literally remember paying like the light bill and the mortgage and going, I can't wait to get married and I never have to deal with this again. And to my credit, you have taken on all the bill thing. And I'm super 1950s like that. I don't care. I hate it. It makes me tired. I I get exhausted (laughs) just thinking about it. I'm not afraid to make money. I make money. Um, Even when I was an at-home mom, I would find ways to, I was an at-home mom for 14 years find ways to make a little money here or there. I always try to contribute um, financially, um, but I just hate dealing with the bills. And I am very grateful for you that you take care so of that I want to talk about that gratitude for a second because um, if Rachel cleans, she did laundry, she cooked I a do meal. a lot of housekeeping. And it's all house. like, we got to we gotta hear about it. And it happens all the time. And you got to like, I, I, you all have to recognize all the work I've done today. I need to be appreciated for all that I do in this. Now I can, question. I can return the shoes. I can pay our bills. Um, I can, I, I make he a phone call. He returns the shoes because he knows it'll pass the 30 day and mark. Pay, and and then, I'll, but you're paying for it anyway this time. Right. So I'm returning her shoes for me. Get, you understand this? Yeah, you're man? doing it for yourself because you want the money back. But the problem account. with this is that I do all of this stuff yeah. that she doesn't <laughs> see that I don't, you know, I don't, you know, wave a flag going all the things I've done. And she's like, I work so much harder in this house than you. I, I don't so say much I work more harder. than you. I like, do let you know what so I'm working on. Am I supposed <laughs> to? True. Am I supposed to lay out all this? We had this little uh, tip last night, and Rachel laid out all the things she did yesterday. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Then yeah. I'm like, "Okay." And from the time I, we that woke he up, laid out all that he did too. I dropped off Valentina at school at eight fifteen, and it didn't stop from thereafter. So I, I had to lay down and go see. So you do stuff too. I do stuff too. <laughs> I and I am much more like needing much more positive feedback. That's but like, you are a good man. You do a lot of stuff for us, and I do appreciate it. I appreciate that as well. Here's another um, thing you're taking care of. The fireplace the, guy finally Our fireplace comes. doesn't work. And, and I hate when the fireplace doesn't work because I like my so it's hot. Listen, because Rachel doesn't like to be cold. And it needs to be warm. And she, like the, 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 she might not like cold weather, but she likes I like cold. being cozy in my house. You know what? I don't like and to leave my house very much. I'm one of those people. I like to stay. And I actually want us to do a whole podcast on the joys of not leaving your house. <laughs> Can I tell you a little secret about a podcast? So as I'm talking about some of these things, 
under the table. You may not see it, but I'm getting a little. She's grabbing my left. Like we gotta go. You have a hit with Harris Foster. I do. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Anyway, um, girl math. Um, it's a thing. And are you down with girl math? Listen, try not to use girl math, right? Because it's not the stuff's not free. It actually costs money. And and you know what? It's actually not girl. Girls understand this. And but it's a way to mentally massage themselves into thinking they're getting something for free. They're playing mental math jujitsu for their own jujitsu. Yes, um, that was kind of fun. Yeah, different topics. Today. It is. It's Friday. It's Friday. Um, I'm gonna girl math you and go do some online shopping. That's, that's <laughs> I, I can't wait. Listen, I want to thank you all for joining this mess of a Friday. All kinds of conversations. Um, we love this day doing uh, the podcast on Fridays with. By the way, with, stay with on top of January sixth. If this narrative crumbles, I think it's going to say everything you need to know about what's been happening over the last two years. So, listen. Thank you for joining the kitchen table. If you like our podcast, you can wait, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can always find us at foxnewspodcast.com. We're always there. Uh, we drop every. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Please subscribe to get a notice every time we drop. And until next week, uh, our son's getting married. Next week, so we're going to go to California for that. Uh, we're excited. It's going to be fun. The whole family's together. Uh, but we're not going to miss a podcast. We're going to be with you all next week. And then go to this wedding. So until then, have a good one. Bye, everybody. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.